You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati, marhaban bikum. Fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Good day, folks. Welcome to another edition of China Africa Talk. Hope you can hear us loud and clear on your favorite podcast and selected radio frequencies on the African continent. A big shout out to you all from us here in the Chinese capital. Today, in commemoration of this year's Pan-African Women's Day, we look at the role of women in bridging relations between China and Africa. And this session of the episode features two outstanding female professors. We have China's Professor Liu Haifang, Director of Peking University Center for African Studies and Algeria's Dr. Lina Benadbala, Assistant Professor of Politics and International Affairs at Wake Forest University, and myself, Bridget Matambira. Today, our panel will discuss on some of the roles women are playing in bridging the gap between China and Africa and the importance of building female solidarity between the two peoples. And dare I say, it's an all-female panel today. Professors, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's begin with Professor Liu. Professor Liu, to date, we talk of numerous China-Africa conferences, seminars, etc., to empower women to bridge the relations between China and Africa. Why are these important in China-Africa relations and what role do they play? I think to build up what we call China-African shared future, shared community, mm-hmm. we need not only foreign affairs minister, foreign affairs official, government leaders mm-hmm. to discuss how we conduct the bilateral cooperation. We need more people to be aware of where we are and we need experts to really mapping the whole picture identify, diagnose the questions, exchange views, and then find the reasons of the questions and also to explore the potential solutions uh, for the way forward. Mm. In that way, bigger community can really get to know the situation and then to understand how we can go forward together to make things better. Mm. Professor Lena, at a recent China-Africa think tank forum, you presented something on shaping the future of power network, building and social capital in China-Africa relations. Are we doing our best to shape the future as women between China and Africa? Yeah, I think I want to go back and emphasize what Professor Liu Haifang was just saying about the importance of these opportunities to create meetings and forums for dialogues and exchanges. Now in this time, more important than ever Mm. to promote dialogue, to promote exchange and cultural understanding and to promote opportunities for young people from the African continent to exchange their views on China-Africa relations with their Chinese counterparts. So in the presentation that you mentioned, I had actually talked a little bit about the book that I wrote, which is on China-Africa relations. In the book, I basically make the argument that one distinctive feature of China-Africa relations as we think about more globally South-South cooperation is 
how much this people-centered relation is important to China-Africa relations. It's not just about money or finance. It's not just about the economy. Mm. It's not just about the infrastructure construction. But it's also about these exchanges, these opportunities to discuss, to bring in students and people from different African countries to think about issues of development, think about issues of governance, mm. and think about issues in general about what matters to them and exchange these ideas and views with Chinese counterparts. So in terms of future, I personally think that people-to-people relations and this network-building feature of China-Africa relations is really the path for the future. China-Africa friendship is not just about building infrastructure, but it's also about these people-centered programs and exchanges. And I think for the future to be even more fruitful, there should be even more of these opportunities. I think we should be able to create more forums and these exchanges so that people from the African continent can better understand people in China and vice versa. Especially now we live in a time when we need these opportunities for exchanges more than we have ever needed them before. Mm, Thank you. And I'll also want to make reference again to you, Professor Liu, at the 11th China-Africa think tank, the subforum that you presented, you presented something on Tazara, Spirit Now and Then, the meanings of South-to-South cooperation. What is Tazara Spirit? And when we look at China-Africa cooperation now, has there been a shift perhaps from since the first think tank forums on China and Africa with regards to female involvement in these China-Africa related issues? I think uh, just to be brave, mm-hmm. uh, Tazara happened during the most challenging time immediately after many of the African countries are trying to get independent. Yet the hierarchy relationship was still there. The former colonized were not happy to leave completely. Yet the independent country need to prove that they can be independent with the practical issues, with the help of China, with such a unique project established. It's really a showcase to show how the southern country can go ahead without to continue the the dependence on the global south country, the former colonizer. Mm-hmm. So this is a, the background, the contact of Tazara. For me, the spirit shows on one hand determination to be solidarity among the southern country and then also to maintain this mm-hmm. solidarity spirit. The second thing is if we look the whole process of the Tazara, the constructions, we understand how important that both China and African side can be equally participant with a large number because we have from Chinese side more than 50,000 people involved and then also double number of Africans involved for the whole process and including many of the women for how the two sides can work together. These are the two main sides for the spirits. Since the first session of the think tank forum up till now, what have been changed, especially from women's perspective, mm-hmm. I could say for sure there are more and more women scholars join firstly this dialogue. And then we also have a large number of African students, female students in the campus joining us, supporting us on delivers interact with us. And of course, we also have lots of entrepreneurs, both in Africa and in China, how they are really 
in the frontiers, uh, the women entrepreneurs really make the whole collaboration much inclusive, much further, much comprehensive. Once we have more and more people getting aware that the important role for China-African collaborations for two sides, and then people in a large number can uh, benefit from this collaboration, then we have more people to come in to join. And then if we also emphasize the women can play leading role and also think tank role in this way, we also can ensure that the, the, the think tank forum definitely play important role. Thank you. Professor Lina, where do we see African women participating in bridging these relations between China and Africa? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a very good question. There's a lot of scholarship by colleagues at Baida, actually. Professor Shuliang and other colleagues have worked extensively on these topics. And I think women in Africa, at least in this kind of uh, immediate kind of China-Africa relations, I think we see them everywhere. First Mm -hmm. of all, we can see the role play out at all various levels, not in one particular sector only, but in all kinds of sectors. But Mm -hmm. we also see in one of the most important sectors, which I think have been kind of understudied until some of these colleagues I have already mentioned have started working on this. And Mm -hmm. it's uh, pretty much in the informal sector, sector in Mm -hmm. terms of entrepreneurship, in terms of opportunities to create businesses. And Mm -hmm. so I think in terms of what China-Africa relationship has brought to a lot of female entrepreneurs is opportunities to start businesses that do not necessarily rely on high capital. So you see them in garment, in textile, you see them involved in trade. This idea of looking at these opportunities to create small businesses using relatively small capital. We see a lot of traders, a lot of female entrepreneurs kind of going to China to kind of build their own opportunities for trade and commerce. I think that's one area that's intellectually interesting to me, but it's not the only area. Obviously, we can think about other places and other sectors where we see the influence of women pretty much present in all of them. But in the case of Africa, and when we look at the spirit of China-Africa friendship, which is one of the major themes at recent China-Africa Think Tank Forum, do African women see the importance of maintaining a spirit of China-Africa friendship and China-Africa relationship in the new era? What does it mean to African women from where you stand? Yes, I mean, I think we can rely on several opinion surveys that uh, we have available to us through Afrobarometer, what they think of China, what they think of different partners. It has conducted surveys with thousands of Africans in over 30 countries. It's very representative and it's also very updated, so they do their surveys every other year. But overall, actually, when we just look at why does China receive such a high kind of perception among Africans, whether women or young people or others, it goes back to several factors. One of them very relevant to the question that you asked and something that Professor Liu Haifang mentioned earlier, it has to do with China presenting an alternative. It represents an opportunity to have a business with and have development relations with countries other than the typical Western former colonial powers that have always been playing a big role in Africa. So at some point, there was this need to find other partners to be out of the grip of the IMF, of the institutions that in Africa are perceived to have been part of the problem, not Mm. part of the solution. When you look at in terms of partners that African countries have today that present a real concrete alternative that ends up with providing opportunities for 
better living standards, actually China comes up high. Mm. And this is what young people have been noticing. And so when you say China, this is basically, an, and I can confirm Afrobarometer surveys saying that by and large, the majority of applicants perceive China positively. You see that when I do field work, for instance, that's something that I have always noticed is that okay. people associate China in, in Africa, locals, people, young people, when you talk to them about China, they associate China with opportunity for scholarship to go to the university, or maybe mm. they associate China with the place they bring for maybe motorcycles or cell phones or mm. where they have access to goods or access to development. Mm. It's really interesting to kind of think about this gender element. Do mm. women think about it in a different way than men? Mm. I think it will be interesting. And I don't necessarily have kind of an intellectual answer to this because it's a fascinating research question that I think students should take up. But overall, just thinking about the perceptions of Africans on the friendship, China-Africa friendship, it remains important because it is an alternative, because it gives an opportunity also to negotiate better relations with other partners and with mm. other actors. Ever wondered what's actually going on in Africa through the perspective of an African? How are things really going between China and Africa? What's the narrative of this relationship? Well, get a perspective with China-Africa Talk. Hear from African diplomats, entrepreneurs, academics, Chinese natives, and more. Get on our wavelength every week to find out what's real with China-Africa Talk. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. We'll see you there. Professor Lee, I'd like to know from you, do we have a few names of Chinese women perhaps who have contributed to China-Africa relations in the past? What does history say? I'm from Zimbabwe. I know of Dr. Fei Chung, a former Zimbabwean Minister of Education, Minister of Employment Creation, and a renowned educationist of Chinese origin. She contributed well to the education sector there. Are there more names of Chinese women who are making a difference in Africa? Between China-African female contact uh, or cooperation, it goes way back to 1950 since the two bilateral relationships established. And then from that moment, we actually have seen many, many female leadership and many, many um, as a diplomat or as entrepreneurs or as scholars have mm -hmm. joined as a big moment. And then the female communication definitely play very important role to bring people together. Currently, if uh, we can just uh, go specific, our first lady, Miss mm -hmm. Peng, she already a very important leader internationally. And then she is a, a several kinds of special envoy or ambassador and mm -hmm. just plays such a role. And then actually goes back to 1995 mm -hmm. when in Beijing we had a, the World Women's Congress. Mm -hmm. She was already there. Mm -hmm. So this is a, the first type of female important names. I can certainly show you how people are committed to enhance the bilateral cooperation. Secondly, I think also there are so many important people like in our center we have established the last year uh, Peking U African Study Foundation, which was 
was supported by a former teacher of our university. She is a spouse of a colleague we have lost who used to do African studies. This uh, Madame Xu, mm-hmm. she just uh, cherished how the husband has been so much committed for the African studies, and then she therefore want to continue his love for Africa. And then uh, Madame Xu definitely is just one of uh, several others I also got to know are supporting African studies and mm-hmm. supporting Chinese scholars to go to the field with a rather limited resource. And then we used to have a rather fewer African field trip for Chinese scholars currently with their unique help we can go. And I also know some people doing being philanthropists. There is nothing to do with their life. There's several female entrepreneurs and then they just uh, doing um without any kind of expectation that this philanthropy can benefit for their business. But they just donate, set up a foundation, help Africans either in African, in those slum areas or within China. So they also help them. But I'd like to also know from you as women, how then do we enhance this deep understanding and spirit of friendship and relations between the two sides? Um, like, as you mentioned, we, we have several educational, cultural media, economic forums, how do we counter the negative media that might portray the opposite or say the opposite? Uh, Do we counter or do we face the challenges together as media? Oh, certainly we need to face the challenges together with, especially with the media. I think uh, previous miscommunication or misunderstanding rather due to the, the fact that we lack understanding, we lack knowledge of each other. This new encounter between the two people really unique in the way if we can compare with what Africans have uh, largely encountered with the West. And then now we are seeing a very different uh, trajectories. And then so if we can increase more communication, create a more platform to have a more communication, to get to know each other, to openly discuss uh, the the issues we are facing, including the potential competitive relationship if we look at uh, the economic areas. In that way, uh, we can set up a much better atmosphere to mm. go ahead together. And then for women, as I said, uh, especially due this for this today's topic, we mm. are talking about pan-Africanism. Pan- mm. For me, um, really, such as uh, my students coming from many, many African countries, they come into the campus and then with our forum or dialogue and then on daily basis, those educational programs, people really unify and then people suddenly had a, such a kind of a feeling that we share pan-Africanism identities. So for me, if uh, uh, among between Chinese and African uh, women, we have a more dialogue, we even have a, such as uh, the think tank, we have a women's think tank forum, then we will help a lot with this kind of pan-Africanism spirit set up um, and then also can share among Chinese women.
So that's our all contribution, potential contributions. Okay. Unfortunately, 2009, we had a once only China-African Women Forum. So far, there hasn't been the second. I'm really looking forward to the second one. In terms of the deep understanding and the spirit of friendship and relations, in this context, what do women in Africa expect from China? I mean, I think I saw somewhere on Twitter actually just today um, mm-hmm. something to the effect that the Chinese government reducing absolute poverty by so much yes. in the last 30 years is the biggest contribution to human rights ever. I think that that's something that we can look at from a, a generalizable kind of experience that transcends in a way gender boundary in a way of what would people want, a relationship that... Like Professor Haifan said earlier, opportunities to be inclusive, to be able to be included in a global scale of this economy and global development and global levels of the, the development and actually have a share of the pie, not have or engage in development projects that could be skewed only towards one sector of the population or society mm-hmm. or one sound or one gender at the exclusion of the other gender to be able to participate and to be able to be valued in their roles in society mm-hmm. and to be able to be valued by their own countries and by their own environments and and be able to realize their potential the potential that they have and how that translates into China Africa relations it translates through opportunities for development and lifting people out of poverty. It's not that women are necessarily looking for China to, or women in Africa are looking for China to provide for them, but to actually just have opportunities for them to be able to shine and them to be able to have their voices heard and and for these development opportunities between China and Africa to be inclusive. And Mm. what Professor Elio Hassan was saying earlier, this inclusivity is ever more important now. Okay. Professor Leo, from where you stand, with regards to this year, Year's Pan-African Women's Day, in your opinion, what is missing, though, in China-Africa forums or conversations, or seminars, with regards to the role of women in bridging the void between China-Africa relations? Great question. Thank you. I think if to reflect the whole journey of this think tank forum, so far 11 years already, but largely it's still rather higher levels or half governmental levels, because mm-hmm. you do say lots of officials, participants, or former diplomat, diploma, former uh, officials join. We haven't seen enough average people's participation. Mm-hmm. We need more voices from youth, from women, and from um, average, such as one or the, 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 the whole uh, forum, we have seen enough uh, senior position, uh, high levels, uh, scholars or think tank. We haven't seen younger one. Mm-hmm. Younger one actually are really uh, spending lots of time in the field to both sides. Mm. We need to involve them for they are more sensitive, they are more probably aware about where the issue are. Mm. So um, the female is the same. So if we can just include more mm-hmm. and then even to, as I said, set up a sub-forum, a women's think mm-hmm. tank forum, that would be great. I'm going to ask Professor Lina the same question in a few words. With regards to this year's Pan-African Women's Day, in your opinion, what is missing, though, in China-Africa conversations, discourse with regards to the role of women in building up China-Africa relations? 
Um, I think uh, I want to echo what uh, Professor Liu Haifang said. That if we look at China-Africa relations today compared mm-hmm. to 10 years ago, we see that there's just a huge step forward in terms of place and role of women in the relationship. Kind of the the many speaking and, and lecture series that uh, Central for African Studies at Beida hosts. Mm. A lot of our women students. I mean, I've, I've met them. I've had the uh, amazing opportunity to visit the center multiple times, and all my meetings uh, every time I just see most of the students actually, you know, women students. And so mm. that is yeah. very encouraging. It, it 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 kind of shows that the future of Trans Africa st- studies, into at least in terms of scholarship. I think um, in terms of what's missing, we could most definitely see more on this informal economy because this is what it is in in a lot of African countries. When you look at where women take jobs, Mm -hmm. it tends to be service industry, it tends to be in teaching, in Mm -hmm. health, it it tends to be in certain sectors Mm -hmm. uh, that if we emphasized them, if if we invested in these sectors, we could guarantee better development for a personal and and community-based development for for, for these communities. And so I think that, you know, maybe in the future, in China-Africa relations, if we can see a return to hosting these specific China-Africa forums that deal with the role of women, mm. I think we will we will have better investment in the future of the role of women in the China-Africa relations. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings us to the end of the program. I'd like to thank you again, Professor Liu Haifang and Professor Lina Benadala for joining us in this discussion on the role of women in bridging relations between China and Africa in commemoration of this year's Pan-African Women's Day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.